Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My name is Simon Miller, and if you can believe it, this week we get to review Super Smackdown... And I wonder why it's almost like there's a wrestling war going on, which is actually making all programs far better. So I say get those guns and continue to fire. But for now, we take the finger of power and we give the good bits and up and the bad bits down for the latest episode of Smackdown. is a very popular man. You know how it goes. That riff starts and everybody goes absolutely crazy. That happened at the start of Smackdown and straight away I'm giving it up. He did the whole, oh I'm super serious now so I'm going to cut my promo by sitting down in a chair and bless Adam Copeland from the bottom of my heart because he keeps reminding us of all the stuff that happened years ago. He was like, oh man, remember that time Seth Rollins tried to break my neck even though I wasn't medically cleared and I appreciate this because I do remember watching it i'm a nerd and mr edge is a nerd too he continued on with this as well because he was all like ha, 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 seth broke into my house and this is very similar to what i did to john cena years ago when i confronted his dad and you know what seth rollins isn't edge light he is one of the toughest guys in the company which is why i must kill him when we go to saudi arabia at crowd jewel he also mentioned that they better finish this soon otherwise it's going to escalate too crazy like maybe he has to go to Seth Rollins' house and get in Becky Lynch's face. And once again, much like Beth Phoenix, I was like, I don't think Becky Lynch needs to worry about this. She can handle herself. He then had a really cool go-home line about being a scar that's never going to go away or something. But trust me, when I watched it, I was like, oh man, that Edge, he's quite the doolally. This was really good. This is the best feud on all of SmackDown, and I am enjoying it a lot. SmackDown wasn't mucking around this week either, because then it was round two of the King of the Ring, and we had Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. And you could travel to any timeline in whatever this reality is, and it would always be pretty good to the point it gets a UP. 
never done that before, and I'm never going to do it again. They just went full on wrestling tennis too, and they are so good at it. Like Sami Zayn went for a sunset flip, so Finn Balor reversed that into a drop kick, and then Finn Balor was going for an arm drag, so Sami Zayn reversed that into the clothesline. It was just bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. But they got a massive flip dive from Balor because it is 2021, and by the time Sami had got back into this, he climbed to the top rope and Finn drop kicked him out of midair. You can't fake that, ladies and gentlemen. That is called Phoenix. But isn't wrestling just really pretty? Sammy was still able to smash out a blue thunderbomb for a really close near fall, and then he was going for shenanigans by putting his feet on the ropes. But the referee actually did his job on this evening, and he saw it and said, that's not how this match is going to end. And then it didn't really help him because Finn Balor climbed to the top rope, he hit the coup de gras, he got the one, two, three, and now he proceeds to the King of the Ring finals. And while I'm desperate for Xavier Woods to win this, if Finn Balor did come out victorious, I'd be fine with it. I still kind of have this feeling deep down in my tum-tum that we should be doing more with both Sami Zayn and Finn Balor. What do I know? Look at me. Disgusting. We got all the big hoo-ha with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns because later on they are going to have a contract signing and we need to have a video where it was like, oh, what side is Paul Heyman on? And we also had a vignette for Drew McIntyre, which I thought was very timely because there is basically your main event scene for SmackDown for a while, Brock versus Roman and Roman versus Drew. Incredibly, we then actually got Naomi versus Sonya Deville. Kinda, like I was convinced that WWE was gonna find their way out of this, and they kinda did, but ultimately, I don't think that management understands how much people care about this story, how much people care about this feud, or at least I do. That's why I'm giving it a doubt. And why? Because it went two minutes. Two minutes. Naomi's first match on SmackDown, Sonya Deville's return to the ring, and we clocked it out at 120 seconds. And for the life of me, I can't understand why. I mean, it was probably because instantly we had a bunch of shenanigans. Because Sonya Deville came out here dressed in her suits. So you're like, well, you're not going to wrestle. And because she has the powers, because she's an evil GM, she had turned this into a handicap match. And her partner was going to be Shayna Baszler. Now, did anybody tell us why all of a sudden Shayna Baszler would want to help out Sonya Deville? No, they did not. And usually I'd be like, well, we'll wait and see. Let the story play out. But so often WWE just hasn't bothered with an explanation. Now I never think I'm going to get it. And it was cool to a certain extent, but I just think Baszler especially is better as a lone wolf. And yeah, they just beat Naomi up. Eventually Shayna applied the Kira Fuda clutch. It meant Naomi passed out which allowed Sonya Deville to pin her with one foot on her chest. That ain't great at all. And I will say there was something here which just deserved a little bit more time. And when Naomi does get her revenge, that will be fabu. And also, given that it is Baszler and Deville, we can call them bad. And I did my research and there has never been a team bad ever in WWE. Seth Rollins was then out to cut a promo and that was a little bit weird because of course we focused on this so much at the start of the show and I was a little bit like, so we can dedicate a lot of time to this but we can't have more than 120 seconds for a women's match. But look, as I've already said, this is the best feud on SmackDown. Um, at this stage, I would usually take a crack at the attire that Seth Rollins was wearing, but the fans did it for me this week because they started going, Harley Quinn. And it did look like Harley Quinn because he has the best suit game in all of professional wrestling. And he was just going nuts here saying, oh, I'm not scared about Edge and the Hell in the Cell. I've been in Hell in the Cell. Edge knows nothing about Hell in the Cell. And that's why I'm going to win. He also dropped a really good line in there that he's only the man he is today because of the Cell. And I like to think this was a wink, wink, nod, nod to that absolute 
absolute debacle with Bray Wyatt because it was that match that was the catalyst for turning him back heel. He finished it all off by reminding us that he's Seth freaking Rollins. And I like to think he does this when he goes home too, walks in the door to his parents and he goes, ha ha ha, it's me, Seth freaking Rollins. They're like, oh man, Sethy boy's back. This is gonna be difficult. I really do like this version of the character though. The end of this trilogy is going to be absolutely badass. Both of these dudes, pow, knocking it out of the park. We are then officially stuck in this pattern too because it was back to the Queen's Crown tournament, Carmella versus Zelina Vega. And you already know the deal here. It got barely any time. And that's why it's getting it down. All week two, people have been saying, well, clearly Carmella was going to win this one. And I thought that was incredibly disrespectful to Vega because Vega has been competing in tournaments for over 30 years and Vega has been wearing a mask and Vega has been brandishing a claw. Terrible, awful, and they were all wrong because Vega won. I was then laughing my ass off because my dumb joke kind of manifested itself because beforehand, Carmella and Zelina Vega had a chat. They were like, oh man, we're going to be friends because we hate Liv Morgan so much. To the point, Carmella, you don't need to wear the mask because why don't we agree not to hit each other in the face? I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest with you here. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in professional wrestling. So, of course, when we got to the actual match, Carmella did hit Zelina Vega in the face, but she was all like, oh, man, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. And Vega got so mad, Carmella decided she was going to bell. But then Liv Morgan had used her magic voodoo powers to be on the outside of the ring with Carmella's mask. And when Carmella then got back in the squared circle, she was hit with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. One, two, three, she lost. I don't want to be that guy, but I am going to be that guy. And it just doesn't really feel like WWE cares about this tournament. Guy is going to be pissed. We then had it confirmed that Baron Corbin's happy talk is officially just a bizarre, weird segment that I think is just going to get odder and odder and odder every week. And because I am a massive goofball, it is getting it up. It is totally nuts, though. Like, it starts with Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin telling jokes as they both just go, ha, 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 that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Then they took a veiled shot at Kevin Owens, but we never saw Kevin Owens. And then they were interrupted by Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, who just played Shinsuke's theme. And then they left. And this is how we're going to have an intercontinental title program. You interrupted my show by playing some music, and that blew my mind. But as always, Rick Boogs stole the show here, because the Street Profits made their entrance as soon as this was done, and he was on his guitar jamming to their music. I somehow was entertained throughout all of this though. I mean, it did feel like I'd fallen asleep and had the strangest dream of my life. But what are you gonna do? I'm a very screwed up person. It also meant that it was SmackDown Tag Team Titles time as we had the Usos versus the Street Profits for the 9,768th time. But the thing is, I always say this is boring, but it's true, they're so good at wrestling. It was a street fight which helped as well because they were just battering the piss out of each other to begin with, including grabbing each other and chucking them into the barricades. And then Montez Ford did that crazy dive over the ring post and landed on his feet to the point nobody else other than Darby Allen should even think about doing dives. They were then smashing each other with kendo sticks and as always you're like, why is there kendo sticks under a wrestling ring? It doesn't make any sense. Before Montez Ford dropped it a chair into Jimmy Uso's face. Now thankfully Jay saw this he passed him a phoenix down the brothers got back to their feet and they smashed him with double super kicks we then got some great oh my gosh your partner saved you at the last minute near falls including one from montez ford's frog splash but then he got taken out the ring he got thrown through a table angelo dawkins tried to ring wild he got
got hit with double super kick too. Then he got hit with the double splash. The Usos retained their titles. And I killed over on the floor. What a fantabulous match. As I always do say, we do need to find some more tag teams and insert them into the division. But all these four guys are pretty, pretty good. Michael Cole then reminded us the last 30 minutes of Super Smackdown were commercial free. And I was like, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> I know exactly why you're doing that. But also it meant we got Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. In its entirety, this was like pay-per-view stuff. If you could believe it too, this had a finish. I know, I couldn't believe it either to the point I rang my mum and I said, mum, have I died? Is that what you're talking about? None of this makes any sense. And sure, there was a distraction here, but a distraction in WWE is like me breathing. I just expect it and this is getting it up. It was an absolute delight too, especially as it was a women's match and it got 20 minutes. And of course, before we did kick things off, Bianca Belair came out to do commentary. And that's when you went, well, I can see how it's going to end, but I don't care because the action was so good. It was all wrestling to begin with until they did brawl to the outside where Sasha Banks ran into the ring post by accident she wasn't being weird and this gave Becky Lynch a great plan because she was like well now I can just win by count out because I don't care how I get my victories but sadly for big time Bex, this doesn't work at all. I got the feeling throughout all this too that eventually Sasha Banks is probably gonna turn back to being a baby face so she can feud with Charlotte Flair, especially when Becky jumped off the middle rope at one point, Sasha got out of the way and she murked her with a backstabber and then they were on the outside again and Sasha Banks locked in the back statement. Becky Lynch tapped out here too, but of course they were on the outside counted for nine. It was important that you remember that they were fighting here though because as Becky Lynch went to punt Sasha Banks, Sasha moved meaning Becky blasted Bianca Belair right in the face. And that's when I got my watch out and I went, well, I wonder how long it's going to take Belair to retaliate. And it wasn't very long because she got her hair and she whipped Becky Lynch's hand. That is not a sentence anybody should be saying. It also meant that Becky was distracted, meaning she got hit with the backstabber and got beaten for the first time in ages. So bring down the distraction board. That goes up to 112. But again, throw it back up. Who gives a flub? This was an absolutely excellent match, which you should be going to watch. Our Super Smackdown was then ready to end with a contract signing. <laughs> WWE, you so crazy. However, this also featured Brock Lesnar. This also featured Roman Reigns. The fans treated them like they were the biggest stars they'd ever seen. So it managed to tick all the boxes up. I also just love the role reversal here because it makes everything seem so fresh. And when Brock Lesnar did get in the ring, he was sat back in a chair and he put his feet on a table. And of course, because Roman Reigns is the head of all tables, he was like, oh man, this is so disrespectful. I'm going to beat you up. Reigns then told Paul Heyman to go through the contract to make sure it was all kosher, which he did do. But when Brock Lesnar got it, he didn't even sign in the appropriate space. He just scrawled all over the page. Then Roman got a microphone. He was like, you are an absolute dick, my friend. Why didn't you read it? Are you some kind of idiot? So Brock laughed. He said, I ain't no idiot, Roman. I already read it this morning alongside my advocate, Paul Heyman. So it was all done, done, done. And it was a great touch. And then Brock got off and he just left. He was laughing the entire time and I was laughing for him because I was like, he got paid $2 million for doing that and he was only in the ring for around about four minutes. So fair play to that guy. He knows exactly what he is doing. And honestly, this whole story is so good because I genuinely don't know in what direction it will head. Is Paul Hamer with Roman Reigns? Is Paul Hamer with Brock Lesnar? I suppose we will find out at Crown Jewel. So that is a couple of thumbs 
for a pretty good SmackDown. That's also why I love this wrestling war. There is no way that WWE isn't trying harder at the moment. The evidence is right there. And it's why overall, SmackDown is getting it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.